Welcome back to Cole America. I'm Chris Coleman, your host, back here today. Yes, yeah, Thursday. Uh, you know, thought about doing the picks earlier this week, and I went, no. When I've done them early in the week, it hasn't been, I haven't done as well. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you don't make picks for Saturday on Tuesday. You know, so I uh, waited till Thursday today to do it. But I'm here today, so hopefully you get a chance to listen to it, and we, we do well again last week. Good week. We had a good time. So back here again today. Now we're going to start out where we always start out, with the still defending national champions, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Back at home, final home game of the season. Hopefully all of our friends that we've seen all year long will see back in town and you know, see them all come by and, and have a good time here. Uh, playing Arkansas. Now, this is weird, playing Arkansas this late in the season because you know, when they joined the SEC in 92, that was always the first SEC game. You'd play three games and you'd play uh, Arkansas to lead it out. You know, and basically that game would tell us how the season was going to go for both teams. Uh, the winner of that game usually went on to a, a good season, where the loser, who you're in for a long, you're in for the long haul. You know, it was, it was a tough one. And yeah, you know, to to, to kind of the stats kind of back that up. Uh, Alabama's twenty-one and eight all time against Arkansas. Going back to two thousand eight, we've won thirteen straight. Well, some simple math there tells me that we were eight and eight against them, and we had actually started out five and zero. Oh. Uh, beating them in the 62 Sugar Bowl and stuff. And then uh, we started out, you know, dominating that. And then they went two, we'd win one. They went two, we'd win one. They kind of went back and forth. But uh, I'll never forget the Anthony Meadows touchdown that was not a touchdown. If they had replay back then, Bama won that game. That ball bounced. The ref knows it. Everybody knows it. Arkansas knows it. But they got in in the history books. They got the win. Um I was there in 98 in Arkansas in Fayetteville. If you've never been, don't go. Terrible place. Uh, when they beat us 42-6. to six. Just a terrible drumming. Uh, and there was actually an older lady that was a Bama fan. They were from Arkansas. And she, her and her son were sitting beside us. And she was crying yeah, in the fourth quarter. And her son had gone to the concessions down. I looked at her and I was like, are, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. I've just never seen us lose before. And I went, well, I mean, have, have you been to a lot of games? And she goes, she goes, yeah. She goes, I attended the University of Alabama, and I went to every home game for four years. I was like, oh, well, it must have been nice to be there when Coach Bryant was there, and that's literally what it was. And I think about that now because the students here, you know, they're, they're coming to every home game with Saban, you know, and they're seeing, and they're seeing it all again. I'm like, and I get stuck with Mike DeBose and Shula and, and all that. Oh, Franchoni, what's going on? But, uh, no, I mean, it's it's uh, we're definitely, definitely spoiled. But in this game, look, Arkansas has gotten better. Sam Pittman is a good coach, good O-line coach. Uh, and they are better than they were. That does not mean they're good. Uh, <laughs> Alabama's a 20-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, I like the tide in this game. I think that we handle it. The over-under of 58, I like the over. Um, I think the tide wins this one pretty good. Uh, I, I could see like 49, 21, something right around there. Uh, I like that score. Um, but uh, 
I mean, it's just a simple, simple little thing that while they're better and improved, they're not there yet. And the Jimmys and Joes are still better than the X's and O's. And I think our Jimmys and Joes are going to get it done, clinch the SEC West. The Iron Bowl will not even matter because we know we'll be going to Atlanta to play the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship game. And I love that. I absolutely love it. Take all the luster out of that little game down there on the plains. But moving right along, Georgia plays Charleston Southern. There's no line on that game yet because there shouldn't be. Uh, A&M with Prairie View, same thing. Uh, Tennessee State, Mississippi State, not yet. I all those you'll be able to find other extra games on the day of. But I, I don't want to say this about those. The reason I throw all those out there is. People are going to complain, and why don't we play these games? You know, there's no point, blah, 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 blah. There is a point. It's called money. Uh, it's, and, and you go, oh, well, yeah. No, here's the thing. Think about it. If these smaller schools lost these games with the Power Fives, that doesn't just pay their football budget. That pays their athletic budget. And so you're talking about all kinds of sports, all kinds of scholarships and athletes that would be out. They wouldn't have their programs. They wouldn't have those offers. They, you know, it wouldn't exist. And, and so I, I'm okay with them playing it and, and letting them get their, their paycheck because they need it. And, I mean, uh, just a few years ago, we talked about how Southern Miss, they used to only play four home games a year, uh, and they played the rest of the road because they, you know, they came to Tuscaloosa. They go to Tallahassee. They go to Happy Valley, you know, wherever – Anybody, anywhere, anytime. When that was their mantra, I loved it. Now they're to the top, and that's just crazy talk. You're not going to the top of anything. Uh, but the anybody, anywhere, anytime, I, I liked it. And I like where they were at. They would make more money in any one of those road games than they did all four of their home games put together. And, you know, they, you don't think about Southern Miss as a team that really needs the money, but they did, and they do. And, I mean, you haven't even got down to talk about Charleston Southern and Prairie View. You know, any, I mean, come on, let them get their payday. So, mm, I'm okay with it. Let them play those games. Plus, I mean, it's not a bye week. Your fans still have a game. You got something to watch. I mean, last week, played New Mexico State. Nobody really showed up for that uh, <laughs> at 11 a.m. And I say nobody like it was empty. Uh, if you were here out and about on Friday and Saturday night, you saw that it was not a game weekend. It was less than a normal weekend. It was, ooh, nobody was excited for that game. But it served a purpose. Um, the next one we got here, Ole Miss, Vandy. Speaking about of, uh, bad teams, but Vandy actually has money, plenty of it. Ole Miss is a 36-point favorite, over under 64. Look, I don't like this game. Don't touch this game. Uh... Yeah, you could tweet to Lane and ask him, hey, are you going to cover 36? Because if he wants to, he can. Um, if I had to pick, I would take Ole Miss because they like to run up score against bad teams, and Vanderbilt's a very bad team. Uh, I could see him winning this game, you know, 59 to – or 52 to maybe 6, 7. So, yeah, I mean, I'd take Ole Miss, but I, I honestly just stay away from him. Uh, Florida playing Missouri. <laughs> Dan Mullen is not a likable guy. He's not a good person. 
Most people don't like it. I could stand it when he was in start mode. Now, he don't really bother me. I kind of like watching him uh, blow Florida's program up. Mm. That loss to South Carolina was bad. Coming back the next week and struggling so much with Samford? Buddy, what are you doing? And they're still an eight and a half point favorite against Missouri to let you know how bad Missouri is. But in this game, I'm going to take the Tigers and the points. Dan Mullen, I think, has lost this team. They haven't, they haven't looked good the last two weeks. And so they got to they gotta show me. I'm not big on it, but if I got to pick it, and I do because that's what we do on the show, then I'm going to go Missouri Tigers plus the eight and a half. Uh, over under 69, stay away from that. Auburn. Oh, Auburn. Wow, what a collapse you had last week. 25-point lead on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State, and you let the Pirate rage you down on the plains. Who, buddy? Mm. And I have one of my friends that's an Auburn go, well, I mean, you got to get you know, Mike Leach, the great offensive mind. Hey, great. And I went, really? Is he? Because he's been at State for two seasons, and in eight quarters, he's yet to score a touchdown against Alabama. But, all right, tell me again how you blew a 25-point lead. Just saying. But Auburn is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at South Carolina. South Carolina already has their signature win this year when they beat Florida. They can make it an epic year for them. If they were, I mean, Darius Rucker might put Hootie and the Bluefish back together if they beat Auburn in this game. And they have another celebration at their uh, Gamecocks Day or whatever they call it. Or, well, we have a day. You know, I don't know what they call it. But anyway, he did a free concert for them there after their game when you're trying to get fans to come to it. That was at the urging of his good buddy Steve Spurrier. Anyway, um, I'm going to take Auburn. I'm not big on it, but I'm going to take Auburn because I think South Carolina's already got theirs. Uh, Tennessee against USA. That's not the United States of America. It's South Alabama. Don't be confused there. Uh, if Tennessee were taking on the USA, well, i take the USA. Um, and this, Tennessee, 28-point favorite. Look, Tennessee's offense got going. They ran into the buzzsaw that is Georgia. Legit D. They still scored 17 um, against them. That's very good. Give me Tennessee in this game. I think that they run it up. They like to do that against inferior teams. The uh, LSU play in Louisiana Monroe. The line is 29. I'm going to take the 29 with Monroe. I'm not big on this. We're talking like one and a half stars. But LSU gave it all they had against Alabama. They played for Ed in that game. They did. And then they turned around last week. And they gave it all they had again, and they get they lose in overtime. Lost the Golden Boot, Arkansas. Mm. Take it on the trophy for the first time in a while. So, I think LSU's they, you know, to give everything and lose like that two weeks in a row. Now you're playing Louisiana Monroe. It's the end of a crap season. Your coach has already been fired. Who cares? I'm gonna take the points. I'm not big on it, but I'm taking the points. Kentucky against New Mexico State. You saw New Mexico State last week against Alabama. They're not good. They're not a good football team. The line's 36, though. Uh, another one that I would just stay away from unless you absolutely have to. But if I got a pick and we do on the show, give me the Cats because New Mexico State's not good. And Kentucky's has started to find their offense the last few weeks. 
Uh, now, let's jump over here. You got Houston against Memphis, number 24. The Houston Cougars. The Memphis has been a roller coaster all season, but they're 0-4 on the road, and they haven't covered a spread on the road yet. Give me Houston. Cougars, Keon, you listening? I know you're not. You're busy. Like he's busy. Anyway, San Diego State, UNLV. San Diego State's minus 10.5. The over-under in this game is 41 because they're not expecting a lot. San Diego State brings a good defense. Uh, it travels. They pack it up, and they're going to travel to Las Vegas with it. And give me San Diego State. Not touching that over-under. Um, mm. Michigan State against Ohio State. Hey, that's number four and number seven in the country. Looky here. We got a big time football game. But will you know what Michigan has next week? I mean Ohio State has next week? Michigan. Michigan. Well, that's interesting. Cause you got a top ten matchup this week. And people are talking about could they possibly be looking ahead to number six, Michigan, next week? No. No, I don't think they will. But here's a fun stat. Now, you know, Ohio State, Michigan didn't play last year because, you know, COVID stuff and all that, Michigan didn't play. Mm. But the past seven times, obviously last year excluded. The week before Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State has failed to cover a spread because they are always looking ahead to them. They are. 19 points, that's a lot. Give me Mel Tucker and 19 points. Michigan State plus the 19. I'm on it. Uh, Wake Forest against Clemson. Well, Wake Forest is number 10 in the country, and they're a ranked team. And the Clemson Tigers, well, they're an unranked team. But the Clemson Tigers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And so immediately I ask myself, why? Why would they be a a four-and-a-half-point favorite? Their offense has looked absolutely terrible all season. Let me tell you why. Because this Wake Forest defense is garbage. In their last, like, four games, they're averaging, giving up two points per possession. They're a little over two points. That'd be like 116th in the country. Two points of possession, all right, that they're giving up. And remember, one of those games was against Duke, who only scored seven points the whole game. You take the Duke game out in those last four games. They look at those other three. Take that Duke game out, and they're giving up over three points of possession. This is just what the Clemson offense needed. Now, the over-unders at 56. I think Clemson's offense gets going. I think Clemson wins this game. I think Clemson covers this game, and I like the over. Give me a five-star lock of the week. Oh, Dabo and the Clemson Tigers making a statement game of going awake. You... You found an offense. Congratulations. You had a cute little run. You're still not the cream of the crop in the ACC. The next one we got here, Iowa State and Oklahoma. Iowa State, welcome back to your normal role. See, before the season, people were like, Iowa State can win the Big 12. Iowa State can do that. They can make the playoffs. This is a good team. Yada, 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 yada. That's not their role. Their role is spoiler. And now they're back in it. Oklahoma's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Who I think this is going to be a close game. This spread is so good. I think the hook might get you either way. Watch out. Uh, I'm not big on this game at all. I'm going to take Iowa State in the points for like a star and a half. Like not big. But I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. Watch out for Iowa State. If you're going to take Iowa State, 
you might as well take a money line and get the value because they might just win that game. Illinois against Iowa. Iowa's a 12.5-point favorite. Iowa is not Iowa State. They're going to win this game. They're going to cover Illinois. Mm, bad news. Notre Dame playing Georgia Tech. Notre Dame just keeps winning games, and they're still up there. and They're not really getting a lot of attention put on them right now. The Golden Domers playing against the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. Yeah, give me Notre Dame all day. Notre Dame runs this one. Uh, SMU against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has not covered a game in a month. They kept being 21 and 20 and 22-point favorites, and you know what? They didn't cover. They're down to being an 11.5-point favorite over under 65 against SMU at home. I'm taking SMU. Cincinnati, I'm going against you till you eventually cover a spread. SMU and the over. Pony Express might ride again. Michigan, who I just told you, as, as Ohio State next week, they're playing Maryland. Talia and Loxley, they, they haven't been good against the good teams. Give me Michigan uh, covering the 15 because Maryland, while they've been up and down most of the season, against the better teams, they haven't been good, whether it's at home or on the road. And they're at home. They're in Maryland. And I'm still taking Michigan. They're not looking ahead. Michigan... They they want it. They they want to find a way in there, and to do so, you got to you got to handle business here first. Nebraska against Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a nine point favorite because they should be. Give me give me Wisconsin covering this all day against Nebraska. They I hope they're not wearing black shirts at practice because Nebraska's D does not deserve them. Virginia against Pitt. Virginia is not good at football. That's their biggest problem. Pitt they're better. 14 and a half points. Ugh. Oh, I hate that half. I hate it. Back down to 13 and a half and take pit. Um, UAB. UTSA. That's the Roadrunners of UTSA. UTSA is 10 and 0, 6 and 0 in conference. Number 22 in all of America. They're excited down in San Antonio. Down by the Riverwalk. I'm sure there's some guys from the uh, military academy there that have fallen in the river this weekend. They well, they do pretty much every weekend. But uh, UAB seven and three, five and one in conference. It's time for UAB to stand up and the Blazers to slap the Roadrunners in the mouth and say, "Hey, this is still our conference. We are Conference USA till we leave." Bill Clark, love him. UAB. I'm taking look, the line's four and a half. All right. I'm taking UAB not only to win, or not only to cover, but also to win. Shane, Lane, Illinois, you're having a great year already. Your Braves already won the World Series. And, and tomorrow you're going to celebrate, or not tomorrow, <laughs> Saturday night, you're going to celebrate your UAB Blazers knocking off undefeated UTSA. Look out. You heard it here, probably not first, but. You heard it here. BYU is minus 20 against Georgia Southern. Just Georgia Southern team is not good. Give me BYU. The Storm and Mormons are going big in this one. Syracuse against NC State. Nobody's going to watch this game. It's not in Syracuse, so Syracuse doesn't have a chance. NC State. BJ, you with me? NC State covering 11. Make it happen. Baylor. Well, Baylor's ranked number 11 in the country. Baylor beat Oklahoma. They go to K-State. 
K-State's minus one. Wait a second. That's a ranked team against an unranked team. And the unranked team's over. K-State, baby, all day. Check mark, check mark, check mark. K-State, we're on it. The Oregon Ducks. Our darlings. Our number three team in the country that nobody really believes in. Every year there's that one team that is in the playoff hunt and they've got the record and they're power five and everybody goes, yeah, they just kind of blow by them. They're like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know, like they really shouldn't be there. Uh, If you remember the first year, it was Florida State. And when they got in the semifinal, Oregon kicked the crap out of them, you know, and put them out out of their misery. And I was like, told you, Florida State wasn't for real. I mean, they deserve to be in the playoffs because their record, what they had done, but they shouldn't be there. Hmm. Oregon's wearing that shoe right now. People are complaining for Cincinnati wanting them in. Oregon is the team that nobody really believes has a chance for the national title. Mario Cristobal and them. Oregon's ranked number three in the country. Utah, number 23 in the country. That was my Cinderella pick for the season to possibly make a run at this out of the Pac-12 was Utah. Utah's a three-point favorite. Oregon's the better team. Let me tell you why they're the better team. Both these teams like to run the ball. Oregon's better on the line of scrimmage. I think Oregon's Oregon's going to be able to run it. I think we're going to see a lot of quarterback runs. But Oregon, plus three on the road at Utah, and I'm taking the Ducks. Quack, 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 quack. Emilio Estevez, get the band back together. It's time for the Ducks to fly together. Mm. Oklahoma State. My man, George... OK State guy, only OK State guy I know. Number nine in the country, you're playing T-Tech. You're a 10-point favorite. You know what? OK State, you're going to cover. You're going to win. Moving on up. I do have an extra game here for you. UCLA, USC. UCLA and USC used to be huge. All right? Y'all remember that? Y'all old enough to remember that? You got to be old to remember it. UCLA is a three-point favorite. USC, there's a reason that their coach, uh, Helton, already got fired. There's a reason that, uh, I mean, they're, they're top, their best player is their top wide receiver. He's already out for the season injured. Uh, they just don't have it. I'm going to take UCLA minus the three. Uh, I hate to do that because Chip Kelly. I mean, uh, they haven't been good. But I'm going to take UCLA. Hmm. T-Town Dartley is still going on, guys. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the table. We didn't play our match until Wednesday this week. Uh, the Bad Darts More Beer were gracious enough to push it back and play on Wednesday so we could have all four of our players. We did have a, a, a roster slide as our good friend uh, Big Fun has opted out for the rest of the season. And uh, – you know, that's, it, it was his choice and, and a personal choice he made, and we wish him nothing but the best. He'll always be my friend. And uh, so hopefully hopefully everything works out well for him, for the team. The show must go on. And Navarro stood in for us. He threw well last night. Uh, I was the one that was off. I did not throw well. Um, but in my defense, I was playing Wayne in singles. I love Wayne. Wayne's probably the nicest guy in the history of Dart League. He's just such a nice man. And – 
Wayne beat me in game one. He just hit the out before I did. Game two, I've got a big lead on him. And then he threw a 171. That's three triple 19s in one turn. Uh, I did the math for you. But he throws a 171. And I was like, good gracious. And then he hits it. You know, takes it out. I ended up on double one, and uh, he took it out. And I turn around the very next game, and it's me and the boy playing doubles cricket together. And we're playing Wayne and J.J., and they're ahead, but it's relatively close. We're still in it until JJ comes up. Triple 17, triple 16, triple 15, nine mark. That's right. Back-to-back games that I played in league last night, somebody threw a nine mark against me. Three triples in one round. This is We're not a professional dark league. Where are these people coming from? What are they doing? But, and we were top five to five going to the pursuit. But. My man, Keanu, captain, my captain, and Scotty Mack, they stepped up in the pro shoot. They got the win. So we went 7-5, and we're still sitting on top of the table right now. Uh, still haven't had our bye week. It'll be coming up. Uh, so, you know, the, the tables are all kind of skewed in that sense that, you know, everybody gets a bye week, and until you have it, yeah, yeah you, others can catch up because you just got to sit and watch. But anyway, mm. Singles league's been a lot of fun. There's, uh, you see some surprises. I'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, I don't think a lot of people believed and realized how good Michael Wallen is. Uh, he's always been kind of, he's a quiet guy. He don't really say a lot. And uh, playing with the Houndstooth all these years, you know, Wallen's a good player. And he just wins games, you know. And uh He's coming to the singles league and taking taking that division by storm. He's sitting on top of it right now. Uh, Robert, you know, right there behind him. But that's uh, it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be a good time. They're both going to have to bring their A game. When Robert brings his A game. It's pretty good. But <laughs> I, in, in three games the other day, he had thrown four ton 80s. Uh, there were two of them in one game. I was like, ah, oh, that, that hurts. But, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're good. All over on our side, you know, Drew Rhodes and uh, Hunger and everybody that's in that. Matt, a uh, bunch of them. Will, uh, I, I, I quit saying names. Or I'm going to end up going through all of them, fear leaving somebody else. But George and Tui and all them are in it. Beck, Andy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just still going to keep doing it. Anyway, uh, no, it's a uh, Fisher. It's, it's a fun uh, – it's a fun – Fun league, and if you ever like playing, uh, you know, we have a tournament here at Unique every Sunday, 5 o'clock. We do a $7. Each person plays $7, and $2 of that from each person goes towards the high dart out. Um, and then the rest of it goes in the pot. We throw some more money on top of it for the bar, and you know, it pays out first, second, third place. Uh, they do a tournament every Monday at Red Shed. That one's free to enter. You don't have to put anything in it. Uh, just show up and play. Winning team gets uh, $25 cash, $25 bar tab. So, in uh, those those tournaments that we do are for players to come out and you know, there's a lot of league players playing them because obviously they like playing darts. But anybody not in the league, if you're interested in it and you want to get better and you want to play, that's what you come to. You know, yeah, you can just show up at a bar and play darts with your buddies, but if your buddies aren't good, you're not going to learn as much as playing with better players. Mm. Also, you're going to meet people that play in the league, and somebody's going to go, hey, you want to play on our team next year? 
you know, and you'll end up playing in the league and, and getting to experience that and have a lot of fun with it. Uh, and so I encourage people to, you know, embrace new people coming in and, and playing in those. Uh, Wee Man, Tripod, as I like to call him, Peyton, uh, he's a good friend of ours. He's played in the league before. He showed up here at our tournament, and uh, the Sunday before the season started, and uh, the unique one of the unique teams saw him playing, and, and he was like, whose team are you on? Nobody's, hey, you want to be on ours? And they added him on their roster right then. You know, so, and I, we played against that team earlier this season. I actually played Wee Man in singles, and he took a game off of me. You know I mean? I ended up winning the match in three, but he took a game off of me because he could throw. No, but that's how you get recognized. That's how you get found. So you're out there listening. You're interested in possibly joining the league and all that. I, I seriously recommend going to those tournaments, getting in it. I mean, you can show up pretty much any day and play, and uh, there's somebody looking for a game. So, but uh, that's that's some of the best way. I know they play a lot at Top Shelf and Hoppers and other places as well, but as far as the tournaments, that's, you know, Redshed and here at Unique, that's that's where you want to want to go check those out. Mm. USA Soccer had a big, a couple of big games there. Uh, we got the tie on the road against Jamaica. But I feel like we could have won that game. You know, and the rule is in qualifying, if you tie on the road and you win at home, that's big. Mexico, oh, they had a bad, bad, bad little run right here. Uh, losing Dos Acero, uh, losing 2-0 to the USA up in Cincinnati. Uh, great place to play them, by the way. And then they had to go even further north up to Edmonton, where if you saw that game, snow flurries, anything else, Canada beats uh, beats Mexico uh, two to one. And so a bit of a crazy, you know, tough time for them right there. But uh, you look at the table, you know, Canada, U.S., Mexico, are all there at the top three. That's uh, that's all that matters. You still got about six games to go, you know, in qualifying. They're gonna have a break now, and they'll come back in a month or so and play two or three more, and then you know come back later and finish it up. But uh, I mean, this is qualifying for the 2022 World Cup that'll be played in December because it's in Qatar. Growing up, it was Qatar. Now apparently, it's called Qatar. Either way, it's a terrible place where they use the slave labor to build stadiums. And they shouldn't be allowed to have it, but it's FIFA, it's corrupt, so they're doing it. Um, the uh, the thing is that, um, and they're doing it in December because apparently it's like 140 degrees there during the day, and they don't want people to spontaneously combust. So even though the games are all, all the stadiums being built are domes, uh, where you know it'd be controlled temperature, you, you still gotta you still gotta walk to it and pretty much through the desert. So I wouldn't recommend going to this World Cup either. Uh, you got Premier League and Bundesliga and all those coming back this weekend after the international break. Um, you did see some of the uh, Europeans with their, their World Cup qualifying and stuff. Look, when you see these matches, and I think it was uh, England and uh, San Marino, I believe, where England beat them like 10-0. And you're like, ah. You know, the sportsmanship side of you looks at it and goes, Come on, you don't have to do that. Let me explain. Goal differential is the first tiebreaker. If you get a chance to run it up, you better do it. Because others are going to. And could you imagine missing a World Cup because you were nice and just pulled back and, oh, we don't want to run it up, and everybody else does, and then you miss out on goal differential? No, you don't want that to happen. 
And I know in theory, you're like, well, just beat them, and it's easy. Yeah, that's easier said than done. Everybody, there's a reason they play the games. Everybody has good days and bad. You know, so roll with it. Anyway, that is my time. I got a lot of work to do, so I'm going to get off here now. But I do want to say uh, we got a lot going on. Uh, college basketball right now, uh, big, obviously, with Nate Oates here. The Tide doing good things. Everybody's excited about that. Uh, two and one against the spread now, but three and oh after we, we struggled the other night. But um, it's, it's going to be a fun basketball season. NHL's in full stride. Watching those go. Uh, Tampa, back-to-back champions, trying to defend it. I don't think they're able to get it done this year. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Um, they, I think they lost a couple of key pieces. And um, uh, But hockey's always fun. It's the last physical sport left. It's a man's game. And uh, those are some big guys on skates that are going at it. I love watching the NHL. The NBA still has a league. That's about the extent of that. Um, <laughs> the, so you got a lot of sports going on. We have them all here on at Unique. I'm here every day. We open at 2 p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday. Saturdays and Sundays. Saturday I'm normally open at like 8 a.m. <laughs> and uh, then on uh, Sunday, we're open by 11.30 a.m. because we have the NFL package. We have all the games here. NFL's been fantastic this year. And uh, it's normally, I mean, there's so much parity in that league, but a lot of people will tell you NFL's been way easier to pick than college football this season. So you want to hear more about that, come on up here. I, I'm the one that opens every Sunday, so you can uh, – Sit here and talk to me about it. Watch, follow your fantasy football. I'll always have one of the TVs on the Red Zone channel to make sure that you see every touchdown that's scored and you can celebrate or uh, be irritated with that as you watch your fantasy. And uh, I, I sit looking at the stats, seeing that Derrick Henry, who has not played in two weeks, is still leading the NFL in rushing. And I'm going, man, oh, man, can I please have him back for my fantasy? I miss you so much, Derrick. My team misses you. We we want you a speedy, speedy recovery. And it's a keeper league, so there's no dropping. He's just sitting there on the bench hanging out. I miss you. I miss you, buddy. Anyway, that is my time. As always, I leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Coleman.